something a little bit um, a little bit different, uh, the same idea, but in, in the past I've asked two or three questions at the beginning and then answered one usually. Uh, this time I'm going to ask two or three questions that are all very similar to each other, and through the course of this year I think we'll actually answer all of them because they are all pretty much the same topic with slight variations, and we'll see how maybe those variations can make a difference. I may have mentioned in the past that for a while I was... Uh, I guess you can call it the unofficial posseg for the Maccabees. The uh, one of my one of my close Talmidim, really wonderful guy, Emmanuel Shalev, was a member of the original Maccabees. He's no longer a member of the Maccabees, but he was a member of the original Maccabees. And they used to have the most interesting shilas that he would uh, they would come to me with. For example, he would always just forward me the emails just in case I wouldn't believe him that these are these are the issues that that, that came to them. You're familiar with the Maccabees, right? I don't have to explain what they are. It's Hanukkah time, no? It's, uh, okay, so uh, yeah. I was, I always wanted to give like a Hanukkah shir, shir makashilas, but uh, okay. So anyway, he uh, he he forwarded me the following email that he got from from someone in Texas. We are a large Catholic church in McKinney, Texas, and wondered what pos- possibility of the Maccabees performing at our church might be. We know you will be in our area on January thirtieth, twenty twelve. <laughs> We, ha- we have a very acoustically live room that seats a thousand plus. We are working on our 2011-2012 budget now. This is obviously a few years ago. My nine-year-old son loves their music. I came upon them on the internet when I was looking for seasonal Jewish melodies to play at Mass on Purim, which was a Sunday this year. <laughs> Not making any of this up. He got so excited that he had me read the entire book of Esther to him. Okay. So uh, he sent me this email, and uh, the, the, uh, he, all he added was, we really want to do this. Is there any way this is mutter? Um, <laughs> so that was one. Another, another Makashaila, uh, also related, and I'll, I'll give you the whole, the whole uh, sequence of emails. Um, he forwarded me the following email that was sent to their, their manager, or whoever makes their bookings, uh, who's apparently her name is Elisheva. Because the email says, Hi Elisheva, I would like to discuss with you our thoughts on using the group for this event Rosie O'Donnell will be hosting, along with Tom Brokaw, moderating a panel on the Middle East. Oprah Winfrey will also be making a special appearance. Event honors the CEO of Discovery Communications, David Zaslav, and raises money for the UJA to take place at 583 Park Avenue in New York. So uh, they look up, they Google the address, 583 Park Avenue, and what do you know? 583 Park Avenue is? So it seems like a church, but they weren't sure what to make of it because there were pictures of a chuppah and of bar and bat mitzvahs that took place there. So it seems almost like it was a simcha hall that may have also been a church, but was very unclear from, from the website exactly what, what it was. So they said, well, wh- what exactly is it? You know, they, they responded, what is this place? And uh, an email that they got several three weeks later on February 2nd, 2012, reads as follows. Good to hear from you again. 583 Park has not been a church for many years. It has become a major special events venue in New York and is used by all groups for their private and corporate events. So right, right now it sounds pretty good. Apparently it used to be a church no longer a church, now it's just used as a place where people, it's a beautiful building and they just make events there. But then the person continues, I personally respect all religions. So now you know a drush is about to start, right? <laughs> Being Jewish myself, I understand. 
but did not know that there was a rule or law that forbade appearances in spaces that were formerly used for other types of religious purposes. I assume the group's orthodoxy is the reason for their hesitation. Has this situation been brought before a rabbi for clarification? (laughs) That's me. (laughs) The fact that the UJA, a major fundraiser for Jewish causes, is holding this event to raise money to help the Jewish people should be a motivator for their participation. The group would be performing on stage in the main room and on balconies of the same. It is possible that they could perform downstairs at the cocktail reception. That is a space that was not used for religious services, but I hope the group will reconsider and perform in the main room during the walk experience. I'm not sure what that means. Then the third email, a few days later, when they responded saying, uh, oh, great, it's not a church, but let's, let's, um, let's uh, you know, think about this and uh, let me do a little more research. So the, guy, uh, the, so the guy responds, hope all is well. I've consulted. No, this was actually before they, 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 they responded at all. I have consulted with several conservative and orthodox friends and a rabbi, denomination not disclosed, of the rabbi. All said, as long as the former church has been desanctified, there would be no problem for those of the Jewish faith performing in said venue. Okay. So their response in February 6, 2012, Hi, thank you for looking into it for us. We have done the same thing and were given a similar answer. However, we also did a bit of research, and it seems that there are still services held there about once a week. Do you know if there's any way we can verify that? Meaning the person told them in two separate emails, don't worry, it's not used as a church anymore, it's, not, it's fine now, and it's been desanctified. My conservative friend, my orthodox friend, and my rabbi all said <laughs> that it's totally fine because it's not used as a church anymore. And they respond, you know, we did our own research, and apparently... It is still used as a church once, once or what, what is it? Once a week, I think they said. Yeah, about once a week. So then, a fourth email, February 12, thousand twelve, six days later. Elisheva, I was misinformed. The space is a functioning church, <laughs> so I assume the group would not be able to appear on stage. But could they sing in the hallway outside the main sanctuary as guests enter the main room? Okay, so now there's Shaila over here. So Shaila number two, the second Maka Shaila, is they want to know, can they, can they perform in a place that's primarily used as a catering hall? It's primarily used as a place for functions of all different sorts, including bar and bat mitzvahs, according to the website, and chuppahs, you know, weddings, all different things. But it's an old church, and it never completely ceased from being a church. It still, still hosts services once a week, and they're not going to perform in the sanctuary. Are they, allowed to, are they allowed to perform outside of the sanctuary for a UJA event? Okay, that's, that's Shiloh number two. Shiloh number three, we're going to, we're going to do three Shilohs tonight. It was not from the Maccabees. It's a different Shiloh. I used to do, uh, very similar to what, what, with the kind of shir that we do here, I used to do as, as a Mishmar in DRS, where I would just, uh, but I, I would run through the, the Shilohs that I got that week with, uh, with the Talmidim, and we'd go through the, the different uh, possibilities of how to answer the Shilohs. And once I was in the middle of, of teaching the Mishmar, and my, my cell phone rang. Now, typically during a shir or a class, I would never ever answer my phone because that's completely unprofessional and wrong and, you know, batala and wrong on so many levels. But the whole point of that shir was to deal with questions that I got, you know, when people called. And I saw that it was clearly going to be, you know, like 
80% of the time when my cell phone rings, it's going to be someone asking questions. So I thought, this will be fun. We'll, you know, we'll like answer it together. So I answered the phone. I said, I answered by saying, you're on speaker. Is it a Shiloh that you want to share with us? No. <laughs> so, okay. So, so uh, what was the Shiloh? So someone that was a, a Talmud of mine from, from a few years earlier, uh, who had a pretty difficult upbringing. His father was very ill for most of his childhood. And one of his brothers uh, had turned to drugs and became addicted to narcotics. And in recent months, this brother had gotten a lot of help and he had been attending Narcotics Anonymous meetings. And there was some sort of Narcotics Anonymous ceremony where family was invited to show support. Like, uh, I don't know if it's a celebration of how many months clean or whatever it was, some sort of ceremony where the family was supposed to come to show support. So this Talmud of mine, we'll call him David, again, because that's his name, uh, was, was running uh, late to the meeting, and uh, he was following his GPS's directions, and he called his mom to tell, tell his mom, you know, I'm going to be a little late to the meeting. The father was very ill, was not going to be there. He called his mom and said, oh, I'm going to be a little late. She said, no problem, the entrance to the church is on 45th Street. And he, he didn't even have a Hava Amina that he was going to a church. He was just given an address that it's a Narcotics Anonymous thing for his brother. And now he's on the way there. His brother's expecting him. His mother's expecting him. And she tells him the entrance to the church is on 45th Street. So he had no idea what to do. Is he allowed to go? Must he go? Can't he go? Uh, he, was, uh, he was completely taken aback by that. Now, uh, I did a little searching online for Narcotics Anonymous, hopefully no one will get my search history and see that I've been looking for Narcotics Anonymous, but, but the, uh, I, I, if you look for Narcotics Anonymous meetings around where you live, you will find that 90-something percent of them are in churches. Uh, usually it will say in the basement of the church, it's not in the sanctuary of the church, but that's where these meetings happen. They happen in churches all the time. So it shouldn't have been that surprising, it just it didn't dawn on him. It's not something that, 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 he, had, that he had thought of. Great. These are our three shilas. What are the considerations? What do, what do we have to think about if we want to answer these shilas properly? What you got? First, what's the issue of going to a... Ah, okay. Is there an issue to go into a church? Well, before we could a- answer whether there's an issue to go into a church, we first have to figure out what would Chazal call a church? Would they call it a base of Adizara? Would they call it a base of Adizara? Right? And whether they would call it a base of Adizara may relate to... Whether Christianity is Avodah Zarah, right? So, would they call it a base of Avodah Zarah? If they would not call it a base of Avodah Zarah, what would it be then? Meaning, it's definitely not, it's not a shul, right? So, what? Ah, okay. Lasifna uh, Lilim, you should stay away from Minos, things like this. Good. So, Ah, what would be the issue of going in the building and not going into the sanctuary? I Meaning, let's say you're, you're in a building where there's a lot of other things going on in the building. So Marasayin might be an issue. What, what's the Marasayin? It looks like you might be going to pray. Good. It looks like you might be going to pray. What if you have a church where there's a big sign on the front that says, UJA event tonight, raising money for Jews, Jews, Jews. Right? And the, with that, so, and, and, and there's no church services going on at that time, maybe that would take care of the, the, the Marisayan issues. Um, would it make a difference if you go in the front door or a side door? Would it make a difference uh, which room of the church it's in? Um, so all of these are, are, are issues. Any other issues that, we, that, that, that you think we need to 
Figure out, yeah. Okay. Kasha <laughs> Lamais. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. How, how long, like, how much of a church does a church need to be to be considered a church? Are you talking about the different denominations of Christianity? No, no, I'm talking about the different, different, different let's say, time. Meaning, you know. Ah, yeah, like uh, okay. What if you're in the airport there's, and there's a room designated for. Chapel. For a chapel. There are, there are schools that break out their gym. There are, there, are, there are public schools that their gym, you know, one day a week is used as for services. Is that a church? Is that whole building a church now? Uh, very good. Gym. Someone just asked me, they have a, a, a they, they vote in a local, not a public school, uh, some sort of Catholic school. And there is a, I think it's, it was a voting question. It was a something question. They had to be in the Catholic school for something or other. I don't remember what it was. And, uh, and, and they clearly pray at some point, in the, but it's primarily a school. They just have, you know, Lahav deal, the way yeshivas, you know, have school and classes and whatever. And they also have davening, they have tefillah during the day. So when do you label something a church? And when do you label it primarily? Like this catering hall, this former church slash catering, catering hall, which is still sort of a church. So do we call it a church or do we call it a catering hall where Christians a lot of times pray? Or like what about a YMCA if they have services there on? Uh, right. Okay. Good. So all all that that's that's certainly one of the issues that has to be dealt with. That maybe all of these shilas are not the same because two of them are about a you know well the th- all the, the three shilas. The first shila was about performing in the sanctuary of a church of a real church in Texas, right? Which would seem like. I mean, not that Texas is any worse than a church anywhere else, but I'm saying that 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 was that that would seem like the most intense. Uh, issue of really there's no doubt that it's a church and you're in the sanctuary. You have the Shaila of uh, the, the, the third Shaila, which is one level down where it's definitely in a church but it's not in the sanctuary. And then you have the Shaila of the UJA event which is in a place that's really mostly a catering hall. It's just occasionally used as a church. Okay, so the, we have... We have uh, occasionally once a week. That's right, right. Okay. Consist- <laughs> consistently, but not as consistently as it's used for other things. It hosts events, you know, come out every day. This is the impression you get. Certainly from the website, it's the impression you get that it's the hottest place to be. It's the most, you know, it's, it's a very hush of a place. Okay, so we have to figure out what's the halachic status of a church, whether Christianity is considered avodazara. Is there a difference between entering the sanctuary and entering other rooms? Is there a difference which door you enter? And is there a difference whether you're going during the times of services or, or at other times? Now, is Christianity avodazara? What do you know about that? What do you mean machlokas? Who says what? Rabbam says unequivocally, in the strongest possible terms, that Christianity is Avodazara, Shazu Emuna Notzris Shatoin Tainas Hamashiach, that they claim that they have a Messiah, says the Rabbam Kulan Ov De Avodazara. They're all Ov De Avodazara, the whole religion is Avodazara. That the Rabbam is as clear as can be. In contrast, the Rabbam holds to Islam, where he says it's not Avodazara at all. It's an interesting discussion about a mosque. A mosque is also a fascinating discussion. Not our topic for tonight, but is a mosque a base Avodazara for a, for a Jew? Um, so the Rambam holds that a mosque is definitely not, that, that Islam is definitely not Avodazara. Uh, I'm told that of Nevensal Shlita, the Rav of the Old City, holds that a mosque has Miktas Kedushas Pesachnesas. Because Goyim have a chiv to pray also. Uh, Ramosha writes that way in a tshuva about school prayer, that, that Goyim have a chiv to pray. I, it's not one of the Shev Mitzvahs Bnei Noach, but one of the Shev Mitzvahs Bnei Noach is you have to believe in God. And what kind of 
relationship could one possibly have with God if they don't pray? It's a fascinating insight. It's, it's a very strong argument for just how important tefillah is. The Moshe says, what kind of Rebona Shalom do you have if you can't talk to the Rebona Shalom? So if they have to believe in God, then they have to, it has to be that they have a chiv to pray. So that's what Moshe writes. At least based tzara, that they have a chiv to pray. But anyway, sort of Nevensal holds that it has sort of like a little bit of a, you're not allowed to destroy a mask. Not that, uh, all the other, but you're not allowed to destroy a mask, he, he, he holds. But uh, it be, it's not Avodazara, according to the Rambam, very clearly. But Christianity, he says, is definitely Avodazara. Anything that involves a shituf, it involves a trinity, so that's, uh, the Rambam says, certainly Avodazara. There is a passage in the Me'iri that seemingly disagrees and seems to assume Christianity is not Avodazara. It's a difficult Me'iri, and the Me'iri sort of, when it came to halachic process um, throughout the generations, the Me'iri was almost... Um, sort of written out, not purposely, but he was lost. The Meiri the, the Meir was lost for many centuries, so you're not going to find like the Shach quoting the Meiri. They'll say, you know, it, it was just he wasn't made part of the the halachic uh, literature for for the course of centuries. So uh, the Meiri, you know, a lot of times people like to quote that Meiri, but it seems the halacha that we would consider Christianity to be avodazari. Now there is there's the Tosfos Sanhedrin. Ah, so Tosfos Sanhedrin of Tais appears in Megillah also, and I think in Bukharis as well, where uh, Tais quotes the Shittas Rabbeinu Tam. Gmaran Sanhedrin talks about that a person shouldn't have a non-Jewish business partner. Why? Because just in case, he's going to want to make you take a Shavua in a forbidden way. He's going to want you to take a Shavua in a serious way. I want you to swear by my God, or something like that. And uh, Tais quotes the Rashbam, and what if you want him to swear? That would be even worse, because you're going to be causing him to swear by by Navodazara. So Rabbeinu Tam says, no, it's heter gomer to have him swear. Rishbam says, no, you're not allowed to make him swear. Rabbeinu Tam says, totally heter gomer to make him swear, because they don't really swear on their God. And anyway, even if they do swear on their God, it's not Avodazara. It's not Avodazara. So what does Rabbeinu Tam mean by that? So that, there is some discussion about that. Several Achronim assume, Rabbi Yaakov Emden made a big deal about it. Other Achronim also assume this way. Rabbeinu Tam didn't mean that it's not Avodazara. He meant that for them, it's not a Vodazar. Meaning that a guy has no Isser to believe in Shituf. It's not a violation of Vodazar. For a Jew to believe in Shituf, it's definitely a Vodazar. Now, it's important to, to, to realize, and there's a very critical distinction that has to be made. A lot of times when we talk about um, whether something is or isn't a Vodazar, what people hear when you say those words is whether something is true or is not true. That if it's avodazara, then it's not true, and if it's not avodazara, then it's okay. That that's not; those are different things. Whether something could not be avodazara and still be completely, totally wrong. So shituf, the idea that God has some sort of partnership with you know two other uh, beings, it's complete apicorsis, right? It's definitely wrong. The question is whether it's avodazara. And even when it comes to apicorsis, you know, a lot of times we discuss, is this apicorsis, is it not apicorsis, right? Is it, apicor- is it apicorsis to believe that, uh, that shotness isn't wool and linen, shotness is wool and cotton? Is, is that apicorsis? No, it's not apicorsis, it's just wrong. I mean, you can, you can be wrong without being an apicores, which is a big chiddish a lot of times to people in today's day and age. They assume as uh, one of my, one of my uh, uh, 
colleagues in, uh, in DRS likes to say, Rabbi Balsam, he always says, the, the current definition of Apikoros is someone who doesn't agree with me. That's the definition of Apikoros sometimes. You get the impression. Anytime doesn't, someone doesn't agree with me, that, that's not true. There could be people that are wrong that are not an Apikoros, and there could be things that are dead wrong, but are not necessarily of a desire. Yeah? Do we have the same mitzvah? So as we were saying, maybe our requirements are a little bit, we have to be more correct than they have to be. Meaning maybe it could be they're allowed to believe in it, even if it's wrong. That, it, that Maybe that's what Rabbeinu Tam is saying, that they're permitted to believe in it, even though obviously it's wrong, God doesn't have any partners. We're not permitted to believe in it. Either way, it would seem that Lahalacha, and the Behuda writes this way, certainly uh, Lahalacha, we would say in Shulchan we pass, and that Christianity has a din, of Avodazar. So, and probably all the different denominations, because as long as they believe in the Trinity, it, it, it has been Avodazar. Yeah. There would be a difference between Catholicism and Protestantism. I don't think Protestants really believe in the Trinity. Oh, they don't believe in the Trinity? I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure, but I think they don't. They don't. They don't. Russia Wade says what? they know, and he was a priest, so he was a minister. He says the, <laughs> that the Protestants do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an expert. I, I really don't. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think any of these churches were. I mean, it seems like they were just regular. I don't know. I don't know. You know, didn't didn't seem that it was. Either way, you know, there's there's an argument to be made that for a Jew to even go into a mosque. Is a base of avodah for a Jew, um, because even if it's not avodah per se, but to worship another god would be a violation of something. Meaning to, to go and pray to <laughs> Muhammad or something, or you know that Muhammad should intercede on your behalf, or pray in a way that would clearly be us. Meaning a Jew is not allowed to practice Islam. Since Eliezer holds very strongly, he since Eliezer even has a truth, shockingly, where he says that. Comes Parshas Chayesara, and they open up Kever Yitzchak by Maros Hamachpela. Tzitz Eliezer is not allowed to go there because it's a mosque. It's used all year as a mosque, and they open it up for Chayesara. Now, many other posts can be held not that way. Uh, Rav Yashiv and Rosh Hashanah and many, many others held not that way. But Tzitz Eliezer held that way. So it's it's a it's a very confusing it's a very confusing thing. Um, Rosh Hashanah holds that that there's an issue of an issue of rights of Al Tifnu to go into a mosque. That anything that's apikorsis, anything that's against any of the Yigimli Kariyamuna, you're not allowed to go into a place where they do. So uh, the, uh, Islam may not be Avodazar, but it is against one of the Yigimli Kariyamuna. One second, which, which of the Kariyamuna it, is it against? Moshe was the last Navi. Moshe was the greatest Navi. Not the last Navi, but the, the greatest Navi. And the Lokam Kemosha Od, they hold Muhammad, outdid Moshe, right? So that's, that's apikorsis also. Uh, Rav Shachter, uh, maybe Rav Shachter. What about university? What? what about university? Yeah, atheist. Okay, so um, <laughs> Christianity is avodzara. Let's let's work with that assumption that it, that that it is avodzara. So now uh, there is a Mishnah, Masechus avodzara, Daf Yud Aleph, where the Mishnah tells us that a person is not allowed to enter a city where they're having an avodzara festival during the Avodazar festival, because it gives the impression that you're going to worship the Avodazar. And the Gemara explains, it's not just going into a city while they're doing a festival. Anything that gives the impression that you're going to worship the Avodazar. Like, for example, you dropped some money in front of the, uh, in front of the idol. 
and you want to bend down on, on, on the floor and pick it up, and it's going to look like you're bowing to the Avodah Or, for example, there's a fountain. Uh, the, Avodah, the, the idol itself is a fountain, or it has a fountain in front of it, and you bend down to drink from the fountain, or you put your mouth on it, it looks like you're kissing it. Any of these things give the impression of being over Avodah and they're all Aser. The Shulchan Aruch, in Yeridea, Simen, Kuf Mem Tassif Aleph, writes as follows, a city where they're having some sort of uh, pagan festival. And uh, come from all over the place and gather there. You're allowed to be outside the city. You're not allowed to be in the city where it's happening. But if you're already right outside the city, you're allowed to go inside. If there's a path that di- leads directly to that city, you shouldn't go on that path. Meaning, even though you don't plan on going to that city, if you're going in a place where all signs point to that city, it still makes it look like you're going there for that festival, and therefore you're not allowed to go there at the time of the festival. Says the Shulchan Aruch and Siv Be'ez, Mamurim that's if you're not from there, but if you're from there, it's mutter. And if you're traveling with a whole caravan of people, then it's mutter. Why? Why is traveling with a caravan of people better? Because when you're traveling with a caravan of people, it's obvious that you're going wherever the caravan is going and you're not actually trying to go to the city. You're just on this long journey that happens to pass by town. Says the Rama, and this is critical. Says the Rama. If you have a chatzar of, of an avodazar, what, what would be, halachically speaking, what would be a chatzar of avodazar? The parking lot of a church, perhaps the yard in front of the church, maybe even the ancillary rooms inside of the church, the basement where they have the Narcotics Anonymous meetings and things like that, where they don't actually worship. Maybe that would also have a din of a chatzar shal avodazar. So what does Ramah say? The Rashba holds has a din of a city of Avodah And what's the Allah by a city? What did the Gemara say? You're not allowed to go into it when they're having their pagan festival. But when they're not having their pagan festival, you're allowed to go in. So to say that it has a din of an ear Avodah is actually a kula. So says the Ramah, if they're not going there and doing Avodah right now, you're allowed to go into the Chatzar. So far, it sounds pretty good. It sounds promising for the Maccabees. V'yeh then he says, but there's another opinion, the Bekalin that it's always Aser. derech unless it's a path to get somewhere else, which the rooms inside of a church are not a path to get anywhere else. There they are where you're going to. Fine. And even if you say, like the second opinion, that's 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 uh, like the first opinion rather, that's more machmir, uh, that's more mekel. Meaning, I'm sorry. Even if you say like the like the, that, even even assuming. That if that you're allowed to use it to get somewhere else, you're allowed to use it as a shortcut. It's a mitzvah chasidus not to even use it as a shortcut. It's a mitzvah chasidus not to go through it at all. 
So essentially, the Rashba holds the art of a church is just like the city, so it's mutter. The rush holds it's aser. So what are we passing? The, the first church, the first question, they were going during the services, no? No, it was going to be a concert, a special event with the Maccabees. I don't know what kind of church this was. I mean, they, they were doing Purim planning and like, you know, but whatever, that's irrelevant, I guess. But uh, it didn't sound like it was during services. It sounded like, that one's obviously going to be after. You, know, you can't go into a sanctuary of a church and you know, make... That, that, that was... Uh, we, we had to disappoint them on that one and say they couldn't take that job. This sort of festival would have to be a Vodazar specifically, Kfira, or could it be a like Torah kind of festival? Like, like I'm thinking like the Gay Pride Festival. Or something like that. Uh, that would be more of an issue of uh, Misayaya, you know, or... Not even Messiah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are three surim. There's something called Lifnaivir, where you're causing someone to do an Isser. There's Messiah, where you're helping them do an Isser, but they could have done it without you. And there's another thing uh, of encouraging an Isser. And that's also problematic. The Mishnais and Shviyas talk about that. Mishnais talk about if you're walking down the, the, near, the, near a farm road during Shemitah and you see a guy working his field, you can say, Good luck with, uh, with all your work today. Because he's not doing an Aveira, he's a guy. But if you see a Jew working the field during Shemitah, you're not allowed to say, good luck with your work today. Even though he's not from, and it will be such a Kiddush Hashem that you're so nice to him. Can't say that about an Aveira. Can't say good luck. Like we discussed once with the, uh, the fellow who came back from Shul on a snowy day, and his neighbor had, his Jewish neighbor had used the snowblower to clear his path. You can't say, oh, awesome, thanks so much for it. Like, you're not supposed to encourage Averos. So that, that would probably fall more into, in, into that category. But the Avodzari issue is its own, you know, it's its own, it's, its own Chamerdike issue. And why do I say it's a Chamerdike issue? Take the Narcotics Anonymous case. What consideration did no one mention here that we probably should have that makes the Narcotics Anonymous case completely different than the Makashayim's cases? Could be Sakhanas and Fashas for the brother. There is no doubt that someone who is an addict is, uh, is, is someone who's Yeshba Sakana. There's a, oh, so if we're dealing, if this is an Isra of Avodazara, so it's Yaharg Val Yavar. And you'd have to say, yeah, it's Sakana Sabashos, but Yaharg Val Yavar, nothing you can do. Yeah, I'm not allowed to violate the Avera, even if Avodazara, uh, even if someone else is, right? Yeah. The, the question is not whether the brother could go into the church. The question is whether David could go into the church. Right, but maybe, but but they, the reason they invite family is because family is very critical to the to the recovery process, to the recovery process, and it could be that any any failure to show support could set him off, and or it could it could be could, him yeah, could cause him to relapse. Could be a problem in the recovery process. What's the difference between that and going to St. John's? So I think the difference would be that primarily they're schools. It's, it's also an interesting discussion. I was once, asked, maybe we'll talk about that one time, I was once asked a guy who graduated St. John's and the caps and gowns had uh, crosses on them. And he wanted to know if he's allowed to wear caps and, caps and gowns in general. I mean, don't Google where they come from, you know, because like, then you'll never want... It, 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 it's, all, it's all based on the desire. I mean, there's reason to be makele, but it's all based on the desire. Um, but certainly if it has a cross on it, it seems to be problematic. So, uh, okay, but I'm not going to get into that right now. What makes something a church? 
I think it was primarily used as a... Okay, so it has a sanctuary dedicated to prayer services. It's once a week, right? I don't know. I don't know if there's a... I think if it's designated as a church, it's designated as a place for... It's called a church versus, like, it's called a school. Right, yeah, if it's miyuchad for for the prayer. That's what I would think. Um, The Rambam in Pirsham Shnais even discusses why it is that we live in a lot of cities that have Vodazara. Every city in India, let's say, you know, that every city in India pretty much has a temple that houses the Avodazara of that city. Why, why is there a Chabad house in, uh, you know, like in, in, in so many of these cities? Why, why are people allowed to, well, that's, that's where Nebuchadnezzar, the terrible, uh, the terrible event uh, happened. But if you, if you ever study um, the name of that, of that city, it used to be called Bombay. They changed the name because Bombay they viewed as a British corruption of the real shame of Aldazara, which it really was. And once the British were out of the picture, they changed it back to the real shame of Aldazara, meaning the cities are all named after Mamash of Aldazara, and many of those of Aldazara still exist and are still in temples that are at the center of that of those cities. It's crazy that this happens on Earth in 2014, but there is there is real you know real of Aldazara. But anyway, the. Uh, there's good reason to argue that one would not be allowed to say the name of the city. Yeah. The, the Rambam, Perishim Shnais, writes that Yodea Lecha, Shekol Ir Shel Uma Sheyelem, Beis Tifla, Shu Beis Avodazara, Below Safek Osayir, Asur Lavar Babakavana. Any city that has such an Avodazara, you're not allowed to go in on purpose. But Kolshkin Shasul Adorba, Aval, we live amongst, you know, where we're under their control, their jurisdiction. Ram says it would be also kimat even see a base of Al-Zara, Kolshke never to enter into a base of Al-Zara. Now, we have two days in the Ramada, when you're talking about the other rooms, the Chatzar. So the Ramah has a first, he has a Yeshomrim, the Yeshomrim. First sheet is Mekil, as long as it's not a time of services. Second sheet is Machmir. What do you do when the Ramah has two Yeshomrims, or Shulchan Aruch has two Yeshomrims? So, if it's a Yeshomrim, if it's a Stam and a Yeshomrim, we go with the Stam. If it's a Yeshomrim, the Yeshomrim, we go with the second Yeshomrim. That's what Sitzel Yazir Paskins in the Tshuva, in Chelik Yudalit Simon Sadi Aleph, he says, V'yadua deheicha sharama kosev yeshomrim v'yeshomrim halacha ki yeshomrim basra. Halacha is like the second yeshomrim. So we see from here that it's asr midina b'kalyinin likanis l'chatzah shalavodazara afilu b'zman she'en avdichav miskapis m'sham. Even when they're not there to worship, you're not allowed to go in based on that first day, the second day in the, in the Ramah. If you want to use it as a shortcut, that's But even that, the Ramah adds you should try to avoid doing. So if if, if uh, we stop there, we're in trouble over here. That using any of these areas would at least have a din of a chatzer of a base of a there is strong shitos in Rishonim that say that that would be mutter at, when it's not a time of prayer, but it sounds that the Ramah doesn't hold that way. Um, interestingly, Tosos Masechus of Al-Dazar, Zayin, also says that we have to be 
Marchik mi Pesach avodazara kol mashiachal. What does that mean? Marchik mi Pesach avodazara? And this is, this is actually in Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch Paskins, if you're passing by a base avodazara, don't just keep walking right past it. Go further away. Be marchik yourself a little bit. Go out of your way to show that you're distancing yourself from the base avodazara. The most common shayla a rabbi would get about these things is people who are taking vacations and they want to go see beautiful architecture or people who are in architecture school and the best architecture in the world is church architecture. So they want to, they want to see, they want to go into a church, they want to see the, you know, the beauty of it, they want to admire it. So this is something that's very challenging for many people, but it's something that really we have to try to stay away from. You're not even supposed to walk by directly. You're supposed to sort of be marchik yourself from, from the church. Now, it's very likely that a church does not have a din of a base of Odazara in, 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 in all of its senses. Because a base of Odazara, when we talk about, let's say, these temples in India, what makes them a base of Odazara? Right. Meaning, what makes them a base of Odazara is not the fact that people practice Odazara inside of them. It's that the Odazara is housed in, in the building. And the building is built for the covet of that Odazara. When it comes to Christianity, you don't have that. Because there is no Avodazara, a physical manifestation of Avodazara there that they're worshipping. They uh, they're worshipping an idea of Avodazara, but whatever statues they have of uh, Mary or whatever, or Yashka, whatever they have, whatever statues they have, aren't really the Avodazara. They're just supposed to be representative in nature. Now, it's sure, Shachar often points out that those who are less educated amongst the, uh, the, the Christian world, those who he says a lot of his neighbors in Washington Heights, who are more primitive in their uh, in, the, in their in their understanding of their own religion will 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 mistakenly uh, you know treat it like an avodazara, and he said you know like in hospitals sometimes if you're someone mentioned like uh, you know all these uh, St John's or whatever all these different hospitals that have things in each room are you allowed to say brach in front of these things are you allowed to so so it, it, he said it may depend on what neighborhood you're in. If you're in a neighborhood where people understand that that's not the Avodazara, so then it's not treated like an Avodazara. But if you're in a, a neighborhood where people think that, that, that you're supposed to worship that, but generally speaking, that's not, that's not what they believe. They don't worship the statue, and therefore the church itself is not a base of Avodazara. But that, that will have nafkaminas in terms of, can you be an architect to, to help uh, build the church? or something like that, maybe there there's more room to make. But this halacha of going in is not about whether it's a base of Adazara. This halacha is more about an issue of chashad, that it looks like you're going to be ovate of Adazara. So that would apply whether you're going into a, a, you know, a Buddhist uh, temple, or whether you're going into a, a Christian church. Either way, it looks like you're going to do Avodazara. So it would seem that it would be problematic on, on that level. I just want to share with you before, before we conclude, um, Rav Moshe is very, very strict about about these things in general. He was asked about ball games that happened in like a church rec room or in a church gym or something, and he was very against it. He said, "Vada yasur af she'in shem tzuros deharchik me'ala darkechuksiv zuminos." He says you have to stay as far away from these things as possible. Rav Vadya also in Yabiyomer Chelik Zayin Simin Yud Beis 
he says, and a lot of things that people, he was asked, like, going to your politician, and, uh, and there's a state funeral, or there's a funeral of an important government official, can you go to such a funeral in a church, uh, you know, Mishum Eva, he says, a lot of things that people are generally, uh, you know, cry Eva for, he says, Ein latiram he says, when you're dealing with Gayim Osma Lilos Barasha, Yesh Lacha below If you live in a just society where people can't just you know do whatever they want, it's not in the wild west where people could just uh, attack you for your religious beliefs. So, uh, so he says he's not convinced that we can use Eva as 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 an excuse. However, Rav Sternbach in the Tshuva, and I, I saw I've, I've I've heard this quoted in the name of. Some hold, rabbis say, I was so excited today, it was the first time I actually found it in print. Rosh was discusses voting in, in the church. Very often this comes up, it happened here in Queens, just uh, uh, last year Rabbi Erlbaum told me, Erlbaum teaches science here, teaches computers here, he told me that uh, they had a, an issue here where the voting station was, was in a church, and uh, Rabbi Steinberg um, went nuts about it, and he he got them to change it. He had, he had them change it. So uh, so in Chuvas Van he discusses about voting in the church in Johannesburg, and he says, uh, you know, it's mafurish and shulchan aruch. You're not even allowed to go within dalad amos, etc. Ulchara kan hula mechuber vayroi lahachmir. Avul kfim hashem etzayin hashol meshami shulam gam lekal bene mine viidos kinusim sheilam shum kasher emel shalem. It's a community room. It's the basement where they do uh, Narcotics Anonymous meetings and Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and bingo games and I don't know, they do all sorts of different things. And you're not even going through the main entrance of the church. You're going through a side entrance. Remember that David, when he called me, said his mom just told him the entrance is on the side street. Meaning, don't go in through the main entrance. The entrance to this is on the side street. I don't think you have to be machmir. He says, He says, It's too late to get them to change the voting location. But what? For the, for the sake of voting. I mean, how many people, you, you could have just as easily said, So don't vote in this election. Get a change for the next election. You vote. He says, No, you got to vote. But, and you'll vote in this election. But the evidence is okay. But certainly you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't do this. And then he just adds, that uh, that it's clearly that when you're going there at a time that's clearly for another purpose, you don't have that Marisayan issue. The only issue that it looks like you're bowing, to, you're, you're going to do the Avodzar is if you go in at a time of services or at a time that there's not obviously some <coughs> other event going on. But if it's at a time where there are no services, service times are posted on the outside, right? And the, there's a sign that says uh, UJA meeting or an NA meeting, you know, here. You know, so in those cases, in those situations, you go with the Yamagata or whatever, in those situations, it's obvious that you're not going to worship. So he says in, in, that, in those situations, he would think that it's, uh, it's mutter. So for the, uh, for the Maccabees of the UJA thing, definitely not to go into this sanctuary, even though it's primarily no longer used as a church most of the time, but still, it was built to be a church, and it's still being used as a church sometimes. The other rooms, I wasn't sure, is really a problem in a building like that. Because a building like that, it's almost like going into a giant 20-story building where on one floor there happens to be a church that rents space. You're allowed to go into the building, meaning because that whole building, the mahus of that building, was really about something else. So the Maccabees, I thought, in that case, 
were allowed to play outside of the of the sanctuary. For the Narcotics Anonymous, Shaila, it wasn't good. the meetings are in a basement. They're not in a. Uh, and uh, again, I thought much like Rav Surmach, it's obvious that he's not going in for that sake. And uh, as long as he takes a side door, where it's clear that he's not going in uh, for any services, nor is he going into the to the main entrance. Um, I thought that that he can he can show up to to, to support his brother in that pikuach uh, nefesh kimat pikuach nefesh situation as as well. But generally speaking, what we do have to realize is that it's not stam, you know, a nice thing to do and go look and see the architect. It's something that we have to be sensitive to. This is avodazara, and we we should abhor avodazara, not want to get anywhere near avodazara. There are cases b'shas atchak where you're not allowed to go go into a base of avodazara mamish. But maybe the side rooms and community rooms, there's room, for, room to be makil, but as an actual base of Al-Zara, we try to stay as far away as possible. Okay. Have a good Shabbos, everyone.